They may sound nuts, so do the Wright brothers. Now, here's Flieger and Briggs. Welcome into It's Just Sports with Flieger and Briggs here on the 12 Ounce Sports Network. Check out everything 12 Ounce Sports Network has to offer over at 12OunceSports.com and at 12OZ Sports on Twitter. And of course, you can follow your boys at AsylumFootball.com, at As- no, AsylumSports.com, at AsylumFootball. And Rick, I got screwed up because I started thinking about the new Gmail account. It's just sports123 at gmail.com. Only took a month for you to. Yeah, only took a month for you to remember it. No, I forgot uh, our website because of it, but. That's okay. See, there, there's yeah, limited you, information. I can pluses hold. and minuses, it all balances that. He is Rick Flieger. I am Rick Briggs. We are Flieger and Briggs, and it's just sports. It is, so calm down, will you? Everybody relax. Exactly. So, starting to pick up a little bit. Um, not going to spend much time on the NFL Combine unless you've got some burning thoughts you would like to show share on that. Is, is there anything? I know it's kind of a trope at this point. Either people love it or obsessed with it, or they're like me who would rather have nails stuck in their eyes than watch this thing. But how did this become such a thing? I, it's, I, can't, I did not watch one second of it. I had to stay off Twitter because of kind of the way our feed set up. F- it's just everybody frothing at the mouth, losing their mind over .02 of a second. Oh, the funny thing <laughs> is, is, is all of a sudden in the last five or six years, a 40-yard dash instantly makes you or breaks you in the fantasy world. You're either going to be a great fantasy player or, or you're a bum because right, you're yeah. a 4-5. Well, I mean, it's it's totally absurd. Look, I like seeing um, a 295-pound lineman showing quick feet and so forth like that. But I don't need to sit and watch six hours of this stuff every day on the NFL Network because that's you ask how it became a thing. That's what it is, probably. You know, the NFL Network, and then and then all the. The gurus, you know, yeah. your Skip Baylesses and everybody, oh, I can see him as, uh, you know, this is going to be the next great thing, and, and he should go to the Houston Texans. Why? Yeah, I just, <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm sure there there's information that can be gleaned from it to, to a degree. If I've got four years of tape on somebody in college, at a major college, you know, somebody coming out of the SEC or the Big 12 or the ACC against, uh, you know, other very good competition. If I thought they were going to run a 4-3-7 and they run a 4-4, I don't th- – maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't think that's going to change their mind. I don't know why I sat and read this thing. I was just I – I think I was a – equal parts annoyed and amused by this. I saw some dope, some nobody on Twitter make comment about some wide receiver I don't give two craps about that that ran a 4-4 and this guy had thought he was going to run a 4-3-5 and this might cost him an entire round in the draft. Oh, sure it will. And then other people saying, well, why'd you think he was going to run a 4-3-5? And then he said a bunch of words that meant nothing. It was like word soup he threw out there. And people just savaging him, furious or agreeing with him. Well, yeah, he, he'd have had to run a 4-3-2 <laughs> to get, catch my attention. What do you, you weigh 700 pounds. You're eating a burrito. <laughs> 
burrito <laughs> at 7.30 in the morning to catch your attention? In, really? In what, your what is mom, this? In your mom's basement. and you're, I just, He's really worried about catching your attention. He, he could probably run a 4-3-2 because he's probably afraid you'd eat him. I mean, <laughs> I think it's telling with this thing where we're going that I know it was the Rams. Who was the other team? Denver. I think it was Denver. And the Rams, who said, we're not, our scouting department's time will be better spent doing other things. Right. That we'll send some assistant coaches and do the interviews and stuff, which I think is probably the most useful thing that comes out of this is, is kind of the interviews. Now that we stopped asking if people's mothers are prostitutes and stupid crap like that, like they were doing several years ago. And the fact that Bill Belichick, you know, the big news was he didn't even go. He went to Middle Tennessee State and personally worked outside some kid in the rain who didn't right. even get an invite to the comb. I think we're starting to see exactly what this is. And you mentioned this is just some made-for-TV nonsense that the teams are even starting to say, all right, we're, we're not even wasting our time. With I this think junk. actually what it does, Rick, I, it, and look, if anybody takes offense to this, you're probably one of them. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it preys on their need to be – seen and heard on Twitter or whatever some of the other crap is, Facebook, you know, Snapchat and all this other stuff. You know, your opinion must be heard. And the more of these conversations you get into and you sit there glued to the television set watching these athletes run 40-yard dashes and cones and so forth while you're eating burritos in your mom's basement. At 7 a.m. That's how (laughs) – yeah, at 7 a.m., you feel so much better about yourself and so important. I, you know, I feel sorry for you, but you know, get off the couch. I don't know. Well, that's it's it's, it's it's okay to watch some of it, but I don't really. I mean, look, we talked about it. I can remember this. Um, God, it's been quite a few years now. When when Brian Belaga was coming out of what was it Iowa? Right. I believe it was right. Me and you talked about him. You know, this guy's a freaking bulldozer in college, you know, and somebody's going to pick him up, you know, blah, 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 whatever it was. It turned out Packers did, and he he was a a stalwart tackle. But I don't need to watch every freaking lineman and every fullback, and you know what I'm saying? It's just like well, I I have a lot of interest in football, but not – Well, and I'm sorry, if – as a made-for-TV thing, because you're right, it's for the guy, the 700-pound jackass in his mom's basement eating burritos. At 7 a.m. At 7 a.m. <laughs> to talk about this thing. And then he throws out his opinion and his right righteous indignation, if anybody right. dare yeah. question it. And his seven followers might might have to see that. You know, that's who who's doing that, because if you want this to be a true for everybody made for TV event, the 40 yard dash, let's line them up sideline to sideline and run them. Because here's the thing. I do find the 40 interesting, right? I don't think it means anything, but that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Any level of competition is nice to watch. But I afterwards that you see the numbers and you say, oh, this Ruggs character ran a 4-2 whatever. I don't tell you how important right. it is to me. I don't remember what it was. And then, but if I go back and watch it and it's just him and his draws running this thing and then you show me the next guy who ran a 4-4, it looks the same. It yeah. Is, 
two-tenths of a second. It looks the same. You know, line them up and go. Now I'll watch that. Again, it would be stupid, but now I would watch that. So that's the thing. I don't think anybody cares. I don't think the guys talking about it really care. It, it's a chance for what it's all about, Rick, the almighty attention dollars yep. and me, me, me. Me, exactly. Me. And, and you nobody know, cares what look, you I'm think. Look, I'm not an NFL scout. You're not an NFL scout. But if somebody... If I walked up to you and said, this receiver, right, okay, everything else equal. Their hands, you know, the the vision on the field is the same, and the route running is, is crisp, okay? This guy over here is the fastest guy in the field. This guy is the quickest. Who do you want? Oh, it's a big difference. I want the quickest guy. Damn right. Yeah, yeah. That that straight on speed's great. If if you if you broke, everybody knew nobody was going to catch Mike Wallace. Right. When he got loose, but was he? Can he get loose? How, let's right. Start was with he that. Steve Smith? Yeah. No. Exactly. Can he get loose? <laughs> exactly. And he did for a year or two, and then it's it's yeah, sort of but, faded, but. And, and it's just and, and right. the, the hand measure. Remember that two days talking about Joe Burrow's nine-inch <laughs> yeah. hand. Even he was making fun yeah. of it. I, I think I'll retire. I you know? watched this man throw 60 touchdown passes. I watched him win a national championship against a defense that had, what, Rick, eight, nine yeah. NFL players on it. And now I'm supposed to believe Fatty McButterpants in his mother's <laughs> basement's take on this now that because his hands come in at nine inches instead of nine and a half that the Cincinnati Bengals ought to beware are you serious shut up big butter pants enough shut up I, I yeah it's 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 funny and it? It, it's here we are ranting and <laughs> raving about that wasn't even on the prep sheet no exactly and it's, this is this is us we we will oh look a butterfly and, and we're off so, <laughs> yeah, so. I mean you know, but no. So that was the intro to the show. Some of the stuff <laughs> is interesting, and, and and that's great. You know, oh, I didn't know this guy from Elkhorn State was that fast. Right. You know, you put it in the memory banks, but I don't see the need to see everybody run a 40 and say, oh, you know, he ran a hundredth of a second less than what I thought he yeah. was going to run. Yeah. Cut him. He's not even going to make it yeah. in the league. Got news for you. I have no idea what these guys are going to run. I didn't know. Apparently, that's why everybody else is there, too, because they don't know how fast they're going to run them. Yes. And 95% of these guys, that might be a stretch. 85% of these guys, nobody would ever heard of before, didn't know what they were going to run, act like they were appalled or thrilled by what they ran, and they'll never hear from them again. So, so right. stop this, McButter Pants. Enough. I'm done. <laughs> You're really liking that it. Name. It did. I, I cracked myself up. All right. Well, let's start the show, Rick. How about we do that? Okay. Where do you want to go? It, it's March. Now, what I was trying to say, <laughs> and we got derailed a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's what happened. So, so we're into March, which means March Madness, madness. is right there in the title. Coming up, we're in the home stretch of the NHL. I am fascinated. I've been teasing this for two weeks. We're going to do it today. I am, for the first time in a long time, the NFL free agency, yeah. as it relates to the only position that really matters, the quarterback position, is endlessly interesting. So where do you want to start? Dealer's pick, Rick. Let's do it. It makes no difference because we've got to cover this stuff because five, you know, you think about it. We're going to be 
starting, what is this? This is, uh, as we're recording, the 2nd of March. Well, we're live as well. Never forget that. Right. No, I, yeah, yeah this March is the 2nd. 2nd of March, and March Madness, actually, the conference tournaments start when? The small college tournaments start tomorrow. Well, yeah. They, they the big ones are next week. Or next Selection week. Sunday's the 16th or whatever, or the 15th. Right. Is the 15th. So then it starts on the 15th of March. We get into spring. March Madness is already wrapping up at the first part of April, right? Yeah. yeah Basically. It's the first Monday in April yeah. will be the All, championship. Finally get to that. Then up comes the Masters. Oh, the man. We got to get the Masters music in the machine. Yes. Then. NHL playoffs, yeah, yeah, which will go on for quite some time, and there's always something to talk about. It never amazes, it never ceases to amaze me in the playoffs. You'll, we've talked about this a bunch of well, so and so blow out so and so, you know, whatever. Pick two teams, you know, uh, the Caps will blow out Boston, right, and it turns around as a four-one, wa- you know, whitewash by the other side. Yeah, it's, it's and I love, I love it. It's just hockey. Well, let's start. Let's let's start with. Football. All let's, right, let's do. We'll keep with it in the theme yeah. of the combine and, and the love I've shown for the NFL and those who cover it. I think it's a natural transition. I actually am interested in this. I I have never seen this. So so the list of players, potential and actual free agents at the quarterback position. I can't remember a year like this. And the linchpin, of course, being Tom Brady. He's going to be that first domino to fall, and then things are going to really fall into place. When you're looking at Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Teddy Bridgewater, probably Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, possibly. Well, he's a free agent, so we'll just leave him on this list. Marcus Mariota, Ryan Tannehill, Taysom Hill, who all of a sudden became Drew Brees' superior in the last three weeks. Case Keenum even. Dak Prescott theoretically could be. I believe Nick Foles as well, isn't he? Well, no, he's not a free agent, but the Jaguars are actually trying to deal him. They are trying to deal him, That news actually broke just a couple hours ago. And then you look at the teams, Rick, out there. So if Brady goes, New England needs a quarterback. Miami needs a quarterback. Cincinnati, Tennessee, Indianapolis. Jacksonville says they're going for Minshew, but but we'll talk about that more. I think Denver could still be in the mix. Oakland slash Vegas could be in the mix, depending on what happened, what they decide with, with Derek yeah. Carr. So he could, his name maybe should be on the other side of the ledger here too. Of course, the Chicago's, the Bears are making noise. They want to bring in a veteran, and I think there's some wild cards. You know, the Steelers are keep saying they're not bringing in a veteran backup. They're happy with Mason Rudolph and that duck guy that thing called duck detroit you know this came out and said they're not trading stafford but they're making noise and of course the cowboys if for whatever reason they wouldn't franchise dak prescott and can't get a deal done it's a lot of good quarterbacks and a lot of teams to talk about so, yeah certainly so no, i i think we got to start with tom brady what in your heart of heart reporting conflicting reports right there right. was uh Jeff Darlington come out and said he would be st- of ESPN. He would be stunned at this point if Tom Brady goes back. Then Peter King comes out the next day and says, "No, nah, that's nonsense. He's going back to New England," which tells me nobody knows. Those are two guys I respect that are right. actual journalists. They're not clickbait type of guys. So that tells you really nobody knows. Had that real interesting thing over the weekend, which, which is going to sway my opinion, and, and we'll get into that, where Tom Brady and Julian Edelman. 
or courtside in Syracuse for I still don't know what they were doing in Syracuse for a <laughs> for a basketball game, but they were there and Julian Edelman saying, He'll be back, he'll be back. And if you watch at the very end, Tom Brady Mouse, no, he won't. <laughs> and then somebody behind them captures a, a photo or a video and i haven't heard anything that this was doctored or anything that they're on the facetime you know you're 100 right. years old do you know what the FaceTime yes, is? yes i know all right so, so they're on the facetime and those two are talking to mike vrabel which was really interesting so knowing all of that rick and knowing he's the first piece to fall and then everything else happens where's tom brady start in week one here in 2020 don't say I don't know. Just give if me I answer. knew, <laughs> I wouldn't be sitting here with well, you. Well, that's true. Um, two places are, are really sticking out of me. Either New England, obviously, right, which is still number one in, in my mind. I still think he is New England through and through. Number two, I don't think he would mind – under the right circumstances, and I think the the coach would be to his liking is Gruden with the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, the, that that's out there. There was actually a fake report come out last night. I saw that that was a done deal, and then it yeah. was proven false. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's all kinds of the stupid reports out there. But like you said, you know, until you see like a Darlington or, or a King or somebody right. that you actually respect as a journalist, you just kind of blow right yeah, by all yeah. that stuff. But I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, you don't want to say I don't know. But well, you don't know. Look, We're just no, he, he doesn't know. You don't know. But here's a guy, you know, and you don't know what's going on in his head. The guy's got a handful of rings, and that's what he likes to do. But is he looking to go somewhere to win another ring? Which is, to me, somebody like him is about the only reason to play. Right. Or is it something in his head saying, hey, I can at least turn another team into a winner? It, you know, I mean, Montana was a similar situation. Right. From San Francisco, he went to Kansas City. Didn't last long there, but he did take a, a crummy team yeah, to, to the playoffs. To an AFC championship, I think, was I it? think it was, yeah. That was that a wild card? That I remember one specifically where yeah. Joe Montana beat the Steelers in a playoff game. I can't right. remember if that was a wild card or a divisional game. I'm not sure either. But, you know, so you don't know where everybody sits mentally. You know, does he just, I want to do it somewhere other than the Patriots so they can't say it was a Belichick thing is why I right. won, you know, which is why I want to do it. Or do I want, no, I want to stay with New England. I want to win another one. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but those are the two that stick out to me. Yeah, I I think gun to my head, make a prediction. It's New England, and it's it's kind of based on no fact. You know how my mind goes to these weird places, and so I watched that whole scene with Edelman up in Syracuse on Saturday or Sunday, whatever day over the weekend that was. And he, at the very end, slips that jab, you know, no, he isn't. And they got Mike Vrabel on the phone. Doesn't this just feel like some type of Patriot skullduggery nonsense to get everybody whipped into a frenzy? So I I think it's New England. If it's not New England, here's why I think it isn't. 
it, it's less to do about Tom Brady and what he wants to do. And you mentioned, does he want to get away from Bill Belichick so nobody can say, as part of his legacy, he and Bill Belichick? I think it's more Bill Belichick wanting him out. I think, and, and there, there's some out, at least good enough speculation for people I trust, speculation that even back before the Jimmy Garoppolo trade, right. that he wanted rid of Tom Brady then. He went out, he drafted, he developed the heir apparent, and Tom Brady screwed all that up by not getting old and not leaving. Now he won more Super Bowls and and everything like that, but that's not how Bill Belichick's mind works. Bill Belichick's a lot about Bill Belichick. making he's the greatest coach ever. Oh, and he's also a great planning for the future. Yeah, yeah, and he's a raging egomaniac. Sure. And he, Tom Brady was supposed to leave then, and Robert Kraft, stepped in and said, not only is Tom Brady not leaving, your boy Jimmy G gone. He, right. He's out of here. And so, if anything, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it's going to be Bill Belichick sort of pushing him out the door. I don't believe that. And I think what we're supposed to believe, if, if he left, like I said, so my prediction with that is going to be he stays in New England. I don't believe the smoke and mirrors of the, you know, Mike Vrabel on the FaceTime. I know he likes Mike Vrabel. I know they respect each other. I'm with you, though. I don't see him playing in Tennessee. I see Tom Brady going somewhere where there's a supporting cast where he can win now. He's different, but he's not – he doesn't have four or five years left. I don't care what he said. You're looking at two years, you know, and, and basically, you know, we heard about the Raiders. They were going to offer him two years, 60, whatever million. That's what he wanted. Cause he's taking all those team friendly deals right. in new England. So it's somewhere like Los Angeles. It's somewhere like the chargers. I'd predict the chargers. Honestly, they're a team kind of in transition, a team really built to win now. They had the injuries last year, but you look at the supporting cast on both sides of the ball, that football team should win now. And if they get sure. the right quarterback in there, they can compete with with Kansas City in that AFC West. So that if he leaves, and I think that's a big if, I'm 70-30, he stays. If he leaves, I think it's New England. I, I really do. So, you mean the Chargers. Or, yeah, the yeah. Chargers. It would be interesting because there's a ton of weapons – yeah, what Los Angeles in Los Angeles? Right. Um, I still want to say San Diego, and, and we're going to do it. Damn it, it's our show. <laughs> we're going right. to say San Diego, and if you don't like it, <laughs> you text McButterpants <laughs> and have him troll us. <laughs> Just everybody consolidate your hate and do it all at one time. Okay, we've covered Tom Brady, Philip Rivers. <sighs> yeah, you know, he's what? He's thirty-eight, going on thirty-nine. Um, just, this is, this is, I've always liked Phil Rivers. Don't get me wrong, but if I'm looking at it objectively and I, and I've got a team a la Tampa with a lot of weapons, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, a lot of people have speculated, oh, that would be a great, you know, the Chargers have had a ton of weapons for a few years yeah. now and, and they do nothing. What makes you think that Phil Rivers is going to be a difference maker there or anywhere, really? I mean, I like – don't get me wrong. He's a good quarterback. It's not like he's going to destroy your franchise by any stretch of imagination. I could see him somewhere in a Tennessee. 
with a big bruise and running back. Right. And, you know, he has enough weapons to throw to. You know, yeah, you don't have the Keenan Allens, but, you know, it's still a viable place for him to play and succeed. I mean, Tampa would be, too. I, I just don't know if Arians is one of those type of guys that's going to go after a 38- or 39-year-old quarterback. Yeah, he's kind of intimated that. My, my problem yeah. with the notion of Phillip Rivers to Tampa Bay is – Tampa Bay's got a young guy in the building right now who can make big plays and throws a ton of interceptions and sometimes boggles your mind with his decision-making. Phillip Rivers, for the last, how long has he been in the league? 19 years? Yeah. Has made big plays and throws a lot of interceptions and sometimes makes decisions that boggle your mind. So what's the upgrade there? I don't see Tampa. I, I like Tennessee I don't if they let Tannehill go. I'm the, I'm leaning Indianapolis. I think that's a team where they feel like they're right on the cusp. And in that division, you're always kind of right on Everybody's the cusp. Everybody's on the cusp in that division. Yeah. You're right. And bring a veteran like that in. You know, they don't have the, yeah. the running game necessarily, but they've got weapons on the outside. They've got a good offensive line. They're good defensively. For some reason, I'm getting a vibe on Indy and Phillip Rivers right now. Obviously, Jacoby Brissett isn't the guy. Maybe you keep him around. I can almost see them drafting Justin Herbert and bringing in a Phillip Rivers, give uh, Herbert a year or two to get ready, and making that move. That's kind of my prediction there. You know, jumping away from Rivers real quick, but the really interesting one to me for Indianapolis would be Matt Stafford. If if he were to be traded. That's yeah. what yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because Matt Stafford has been one of these guys that loves to throw the football, but never really had a real complement of weapons. Now, don't get me wrong, I mean, you know, Calvin Johnson and, and Galladay's nice and so forth. But when but going to Indianapolis, it's it's the whole core of receivers is better than any core right. that he's ever had at Detroit. Yeah, yeah. And the run game is much better. I mean, for some reason, since Barry Sanders in Detroit, you don't have a running Never. game for Never. for whatever yeah. reason. And and getting back to you know butter pants or whatever you call fatty you know? butter pants <laughs> yeah. in his mom's basement right. eating burritos at seven a.m. seven a.m. in the fantasy world. The last three years, Carryon Johnson is the next coming of Barry Sanders. Mm, except he's not. <laughs> except he's not, and they don't even use him as such. But this is the year he finally puts it together. Yeah, right. It isn't. He sucks. But anyway, I think, you know, just jumping ahead, I would really like to see what Matt Stafford could do with a change of scenery out of Detroit. I it, wish they would trade him. Into, into a team that like you said, is on the cusp. If you're in the AFC South, you're on the cusp of winning. Look, Detroit's not going to win the North. No, no. You know, anytime soon. Get him out of there. Get him a breath of fresh air. He's got a nice complement of weapons around him. I'd love to see that. Yeah, and and I don't think there was kind of those rumors floated out there, but but you have the stigma hanging over where Detroit ownership told Matt Patricia and his staff, you've got this year to put it together or you're out 
you don't trade Matt Stafford with the thought of drafting a Tua or coming into this. And he doesn't get year. to take his pencil with him. No. Either. Oh, they're going to keep it. Well, that's that's, that's a Detroit Lion pencil. All right, Rick. Now to the one I find actually most interesting, the one I'd be most excited about. Excited about Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers are great quarterbacks, but they're old. Right. Teddy Bridgewater. Here's a guy who's a potential franchise quarterback, still kind of what should be in the prime of his career wide open free agent this is the guy I think a lot of guys should be chasing at a lot of teams should be chasing after yeah and and the thing is I don't know what goes on behind the scenes obviously but I don't there's not been a lot of rumors running around out there where oh Teddy Bridgewater is a match made in heaven for Detroit or whoever there just doesn't seem to be anything out there in my mind I wouldn't mind seeing Teddy Bridgewater in Tampa yeah, that'd be a very nice A fit, lot of man. weapons, not a spectacular run game, but it's a good enough and balanced run game that can actually benefit him. He's mobile. And we already know about the receivers. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would love to see him go to Tampa, have Arians start tutoring him. And, I mean, he's already – we already saw what he could do under Sean Payton in that offense on New Orleans. I think he'd do just fine in Tampa. Yeah, I, I think that's a good one. It's a – while certainly in execution not the same, a similarly – I can never say that word. Similarly. A similarly – It is tough. Yeah. Similar. Similar. Similarly. See, you can't do it. I'm, I'm in your head now. An equally – I don't want to say equally, though, because it's not. No. So it's a similarly <laughs> – dynamic <laughs> offense to New Orleans. And we it's saw similar him to. similar to <laughs> New Orleans. I like that. Good good job. You're the brains of the operation around here, apparently. Almost as dynamic, there we go, of an offense as New Orleans, right, with the weapons all around him, being kind of wide open, you know, having a running, you know, Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber are not Alvin Kamara and – Latavius Murray, let, let's make no mistake right. about Tampa. And I hadn't thought about Tampa Bay. I keep being of the belief that Jameis Winston is still going to be in Tampa Bay. I hadn't considered Teddy Bridgewater there. That's brilliant. Otherwise, I think it comes down to Indianapolis or Tennessee, whichever one Phillip Rivers doesn't play for, I think are the two places Teddy Bridgewater could land. But if Arians, I hadn't, you, you, you just swayed me. You just flipped this thing on me. I'm tongue tied now because now my prep's worthless because in the, the domino effect. It's similar, yeah. <laughs> the domino effect to all this, what it does to my list. I'm going to join with you. Teddy Bridgewater would be a perfect fit in Tampa Bay. So that, that's where we're going to put him. All right. So, so not... let's, let's jump to it now. Now we've put Teddy Bridgewater in Tampa Bay. That means Jameis Winston hits the open market. Where's Jameis Winston going to play? Now, see, that opens up another whole can of worms because not necessarily – does Jameis Winston have to walk in and start, even though he wants to? He doesn't have the sway Brady Rivers Bridgewater do. Exactly. Right. So, say the Jags cut loose some cap room with Nick Foles and say we're going with Gardner Minshew, but hey, he's backed up with Jameis Winston looking over his shoulder. Don't have a bad game. Right. You know, it's interesting. It, it's. A possibility. I, I don't see. I really don't see Miami in play here. I mean, they've they've already basically committed to Fitzpatrick for next year, and bringing Tua in. 
Well, yeah, and they'll draft, but they'll, right. you know, yeah. so they're really not in play. No, you, you were t- I, I don't think. I don't think. I know. I don't think so, no. But there just doesn't seem to be a place in my mind for, like, a Jameis Winston. I don't think Indianapolis is going to go after no, him. I think the perfect place, actually, if I can jump in, is Vegas, is with the Raiders. He would fit that rolling the dice, gunslinger type of all those cheesy adjectives we could throw out there for a John Gruden. I think he would fit in a John Gruden offense very nicely. My problem with that is, though, I mean, look at the weapons he had in Tampa. And he was in the 30-30 club. Gruden would start looking like Rip Van Winkle. He started pulling this kind of stuff because – they made some strides last year, the Raiders. But they don't seem to be sold on Derek Carr whatsoever. No, they don't. Stafford would be another good one in, in Vegas, yeah. to be honest with you, if he comes to fruition as far as uh, cut or free agency, whatever the case is in Detroit. I'm, I don't know. I'm not that high on Jameis Winston simply because – he needs a lot of work. I mean, he seems to have digressed. Um, look, he had the 30-some touchdowns last year, but he had 30 picks. And when you have receivers, tight ends, and he, albeit average, stable, a pretty good uh, balanced, stable of running backs. They could run the ball. They could run the football. As fantasy guys, we don't think a Tampa is a good place to run the ball. Right. They can run the football. Yeah. They just didn't produce any fantasy football yeah. running backs. Yeah. So, but, you know, butter pants can, yeah, can talk about settle that down later. Over there, fatty. <laughs> but but he, he would actually be downgrading in offense, I think. I mean, the tight end's an upgrade with oh, Waller, yeah. but your wide receiver's ticking way down. And the run game's probably an upgrade. You know, Josh Jacobs, oh, what he did last certainly. year over over Barber and so forth. I don't know. I mean, it would be interesting. It would be an exciting Raiders team instead of, gee, Derek Carr had 182 yards again well, or and it, 230 yards or whatever the case may that's be. That's the thing. If, if, you're, if you're Davis and but you're the owner. But is that Carr the game plan? You know, or are they? Are I they, think they think it's Carr. It may be the game plan, but I think they think it's Carr. Or are they car. game planning because they have no confidence in Carr, which could be a big thing too. That could be too. And you look at a guy like Winston. Look, we we joked about it a lot in the previous iteration of this show. You know, whatever it is, Jameis Winston's doing, it's going to be thrilling. Yeah. Every completion is amazing. Every interception is headline worthy. <laughs> Every incompletion is, is amazing. It's just he's that type of guy. If I'm Mark Davis, I'm going into this new fancy stadium and this new market and this exciting market. I want a guy like Jameis Winston there. If I'm John Gruden, I, I'm saying, look, I, I want to be wide open. I want to be an exciting offensive attack. Look, you're going to be exciting with Jameis Winston. And I think every coach, especially one with the chops, uh, of a John Gruden believe, well, it's he threw those 30 interceptions because of that horrible system he's in. I can fix that. Next year he'll throw for 45 and 4. So right. I, I, think, I just think if he leaves Tampa, that is the perfect marriage for the Raiders. I, I agree. I don't think it does anything for Winston, but I don't think it will really be Winston's choice to make. Well, if he's starting, he's he, he'll be happy. So, oh, well, yeah, I mean, it, it would certainly be good. It'd be a good chance for him to, to – 
improve his play and image. Yeah. You know, simple as that. So I think then we, we all we're all in agreement that Joe Burrow's going to Cincinnati, which means Andy Dalton will be cut or traded, more likely traded. Where do you see Andy Dalton lining up? Be honest with you, I couldn't tell you. I don't think Andy Dalton would be look, there'll be plenty of interest in Andy Dalton. But I don't think anybody goes. Oh my God! Finally, Andy no, Dalton's no. on the market. Let's let's pick him up. I I don't know where. That's why he would be a he would teams. be a great. You know where he to me would be a great backup. Dallas. Um, he's a veteran. He could probably help Dak Prescott a little bit if something would happen with Prescott. Look, you're not you know that Dallas team isn't going to crash and burn with with a guy like Andy Dalton, right? Okay. Um, the Chargers, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if they're moving away from Rivers, they need a quarterback. So, you know, I, I don't see why they couldn't go out, go free agency, and maybe plan for the future of the draft. Maybe with a, I don't know, maybe a Foles if he happens to be out there, and Andy Dalton, someone of that nature. I, I really don't know with Andy Dalton. Yeah, I quite think the frankly. fact that he's not going to be an absolute game changer, not a long term solution, makes right. two places very intriguing. Chief among them is New England if Tom Brady loses. He's going to Good be that point, bridge yeah. guy till Bill Belichick finds the next one. And Bill Belichick, look, we know Andy Dalton has the requisite skills. We've seen it at time. I don't know if it's system. I don't know if he just doesn't have that it factor that star quarterbacks do. But Bill Belichick would know. That. The other one is, and, and the Bears are making noise about this, is the Chicago Bears want to bring in a veteran backup if and True. when Mitch Trubisky continues to struggle. Andy Dalton would be a nice year or two stopgap there, try and coach up Trubisky and see what they have before his rookie deals up. So I think those are the two places that open up. And that's interesting because we haven't really, you know, we danced around with, you know, Tom Brady. We haven't placed anybody in L.A. with the Chargers. So yep. I think, you know, he'd be that kind of – Kind of similar to what I mentioned with Tom Brady. You bring in Andy Dalton for a couple of years. You draft Justin Herbert, and, and you help right. help bring him along. You know the problem with Foles is his name keeps coming up. He's going to have to be traded. He's only heading into year two. Well, that, that that's deal. a good point. And, and, and going what are you going to give up for Nick Foles unless you're Philadelphia? And some of the other you know quote unquote exciting scenarios have to do with Matt Stafford. We don't even know if he's leaving Detroit. Yeah, I don't think he is. I think it's if, he Detroit, he's in Detroit if, if he year. does leave Detroit, he's in Detroit. If he does leave Detroit. Detroit. That changes everything. Well, that that yeah, that oh, well, it changes everything for a lot of other teams. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, Detroit becomes very anxious to find a quarterback. Right. Right. Okay. And so then, you know, your cars and, and Dalton's and so forth become in play if something like that happens too. There's so much undecided right now. Well, that's it, why this is fun. It is. That's why it's we're fun. Just, all right, so let's do this rapid fire. We're 40 minutes into this nonsense and haven't said anything yet. So let's we'll go a little quicker here. So Marcus Mariota. Hmm. I mean, you're looking at a backup, right? So where's he a good backup? <laughs> oh. I think if not Andy Dalton, or if not the Andy Rams. Dalton, Chicago. Chicago would be another. The Rams would be a good backup place. Yeah, with Blake Bortles, I didn't put him on the list. He's a free agent this (laughs) year. You know how I feel about that old drunk. I like him. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, you you just assume the Rams are going to lock him right back up. They should. I I would. And Jared Goff (laughs) continues to struggle. Plug my man back in. We all hammered up and ready to go. 
All right, this guy should have been much higher on this list, Rick. We just got sidetracked. Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. I think I can't imagine they would let him go. No, just franchise. Yeah, I I think he's with Tennessee. Was it more rapid fire? I I think other teams, as good as last year was, would be hesitant. I think it would be better for him and for Tennessee to take the franchise. Well, not better for him, but I think he's not going to be as valuable on the open market as I think he is. We've seen, what, 12 games. We've had an awful career in Miami. 12 really good games in Tennessee. I think Tennessee, you just franchise them, you pay it for one year. Last year was the audition. This year, we see. So I think he stays in Tennessee. Frankly, I don't know where else he fits. And I don't think he's going to make as much on the open market until he does it again. Now, they franchise, he does it again. That's going to be an exciting story next offseason. Taysom Hill, your boy, the future Hall of Famer. I don't care. That's my answer. Kansas to that City. One. Yeah, that that would be an interesting. I fit, mean, Matt actually. Moore's. They yeah. brought him away from high school to back up. Uh, you know, during the middle of the year, they're going to have to have somebody there, right? Yeah, it, uh, he's not getting a starting gig. No, Teddy Bridgewater's leaving. He'd be real wise to really resign with New Orleans with the one coach in the league who thinks he's worth something, in my opinion. All right. Case Keenum, we're not going to talk about. Dak Prescott, we agree. He gets franchised or signs with Dallas, right? He isn't going anywhere. No. All right. Well, that's enough. We can move off of that. Okay. And as we mentioned earlier, you know, we're getting into March Madness and so forth, and pretty soon it'll be hockey playoffs. Oh, this is a stretch run. The teams start playing now. You know, I had a, a, a almost a what you might call a rant. Not you. Prepping to come to this show. But after about the last four or five days, Pittsburgh's on a six-game losing streak. The Islanders are on a three-game losing streak. Um, but I still think it's worth noting the Metropolitan Division, you know, far and away the best division in hockey. Oh, they've got not even close. They've got five of the top twelve records in the whole league. Yeah, and. I, I don't know everybody's schedule, but I know Pittsburgh's 12 out of the last 16 games are against the Metropolitan Division. So it's going to be very similar the whole way through the division. And, you know, as it sits right now, Washington 86 points, Philadelphia 83, Six Pittsburgh wins in 80. A row. Six huh? in a row wins for Philly. Six yeah. losses in a row for the Penguins. Exactly. So 86 for the Caps, 83 for Philadelphia. 80 for Pittsburgh, 78 each for the Islanders and the Jackets, and Carolina at 75 and the Rangers at 74. I mean, talk about – I mean, put the Rangers on a six-game winning streak. All of a sudden, they're – you know know what I'm saying? Anybody can get hot in this division. And when you start playing each other, Pittsburgh wins two in a row. That means – Say just for an example, Philadelphia and the Islanders lose. Now you're going from fourth place to second place real quick. Well, and that's what's funny. When you did your show prep, we were going to talk about the Penguins winning the Metropolitan and could they catch Boston. Right. Four days later, <laughs> they are real close to being in danger of not making the playoffs. You know, this is rare for the NHL where there's that log jam, not just you know between seven, eight, nine, and ten, where that thing's running up to three and four. You, yeah. you know what I mean? It's really interesting. So much has happened this week, and this is why this gets exciting. You know, Tampa Bay. What are they? How many points are they behind? Uh, 
Now they're about seven points behind the Bruins, so they weren't going to catch them anyhow. But they have all that firepower. That's a team you're scared of. Now Steven Stamkos is out six to eight weeks with, with that injury. Right. Penguins make all those trades. They're swooning. The Capitals, you know, they're, they're actually four, five, and one in their last ten. The Capitals struggling a little bit. The lot of it's a mess right now and it, it sets up for a good playoff in a league where already the eight seed is a danger to beat the one in either conference every year there isn't much difference between especially two seven three and six we're, we're gonna be talking you know less than a six point difference between these two these squads oh no doubt about that and you know the the most concerning thing to me is looking at the just the last five losses in a row. Okay, one of them was of the Caps. Okay, that that's fine. Who are we talking about? The Penguins? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Right. But they've also lost to the Sabres, the Kings, the Ducks, and the Sharks. They got shut out 5 nothing by the Sharks, who most likely aren't going to be in the playoffs. No. And... But they're they're getting back. They're, they're You know, Doomerman's coming back. And uh, Doomerville. Um, Doomerlin. Dumoulin, I don't, yeah. Why am I thinking Doomerville? I don't know who Doomerville is. I well, like it. We should sign him as a well, Penguin fan. Yeah, I know there's Was a, there a Doomerville? Yeah. It does a, sound familiar, but yeah. it might just because you've but said it eight co- times Dumoulin's coming back. Seconds. But one thing has stuck out to me is uh, Jack Johnson been on the Crosby line for a while, and that line looks so out of sync. Yeah. It is. It's not. He's not a top pair kind. He of needs to be down on the third or fourth right. line. Yeah. He he's a and grinder. He's a mucker. Yeah. At, at this point, and I don't know how many times you're out there with Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby makes some blind pass between nine sticks and forty two legs, and he ain't <laughs> ready for it. You know, you see it with Latang's ready for that, and he can't finish. I, I don't know how many yawning goals he's missed in this six game losing streak, but it's been a few. So you get Dumoulin back, they're going to be okay. As far as with the Penguins, now you. you you have to not set yourself back. You're kind of really in the dog days of the season wrapping up February. You're on a West Coast road trip. You've got, you know, what amounts to four brand-new wingers, you know, seemingly upgrades from who you brought in. You, you put Sheary back on the first line with Crosby. That chemistry just isn't there. The team's out of sorts. Your, your defensemen are, are, are shuffled up. I think they're going to be fine. I think they can flip that switch whenever it's time, and it's going to have to be now, right? You get into oh, March. you have to now. You get into March, it's time to flip that switch. You know, how long can the Flyers – keep going look they're a good hockey team a much better hockey team than they've been in recent years but they, they just don't necessarily match up with Pittsburgh they don't match up with Philadelphia we'll get a good look at that I believe Philadelphia and Washington play Wednesday if I'm not mistaken that that'll be one I'll actually kind of appointment television as we get down the stretch here so It'll be interesting how it – one thing I'm struck by, you know, you had mentioned, you know, talking about the Metropolitan, so I started looking at it. One thing I have noticed with Pittsburgh and with Washington, both teams, you know, up towards the top of the conference, both teams struggling. One thing I don't remember from most competitive teams, teams with Stanley Cup aspirations at this point in the season, both Pittsburgh and Washington have very unstable goaltending 
positions right now. Not necessarily in performance, but they're basically doing it by committee, basically doing it every other day. The Penguins with Jari and Murray essentially just switching off every other day. You're seeing it, seeing the same thing with Samsonov and Holtby in goal for yeah. Washington. Is it time to pick one and get somebody those re- – I don't remember seeing two top teams at this point in the season – going in not having a settled number one goaltender. Oh, I'm I doing do. the air quote thing here. I do. Um, Pittsburgh Penguins with Tom Barrasso and uh, Kenny, Kenny Raggett. Raggett. Yeah. And then you also had Colorado with Patrick Waugh and Craig Billington. And, I mean, Waugh ended up kind of grabbing that by the throat, though, didn't he? Or am I misremembering that? Well, no, he I mean, so he, he, started, he started more. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, Billington was one of those kind of guys that – Maybe they'd lose one or two in a row. They'd start him three in a row during the season, and he'd be fine, you know, because he he was a starter, and I can't remember. It's been quite a few years now. I don't know he's with the Stars or somebody yeah, for a while. Oh, I can't remember. That's been a long time. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a real long time. <laughs> Starting to show our age <laughs> here. I was your age. Yeah. But, no, I mean, I think it works. I think you can make it work. I do agree with you to the point that one guy should be starting over another 70-30, whatever it is, 60-40 yeah, th- th- even. that's right. kind of where I'm at with this. Right. I under Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And maybe – And look, it works up till now, but is now the time to flip that switch? Maybe not. I, mean, maybe, I don't know. You know, Jari and Murray are so close. Maybe you roll into the playoffs that way, and if someone gets hot, somebody pitches a shutout in the playoffs, then you stick with I, – I don't know. It just struck me as odd. You don't see this a lot. Well, the thing is, the way it's working um, – we saw it with Murray some. He seems to be better. Like when he was backing up Flurry, true. He seemed to flourish almost in that type of role. Maybe he's not in every. Jari's doing the there. same thing. Yeah. Maybe they like that. Maybe this is, you know, this what makes them click right. I don't know. But it, it seems to be working right now. And, and whereas with Washington, I almost feel like Holtby's getting. Uh... It's, yeah. it's almost a, an attaboy. Like he's been be- Samsonov has been clearly better. Yet they keep rolling Holtby out there, and he's struggling. Now their defense has been bad. You know that's been their their Achilles' heel to this point. And it's you know it. I guess it could be worse in front of Holtby. They just seem hesitant to fully hand that thing to Samsonov. You know Holtby. It was probably chief among the reasons they won that Stanley Cup two years ago. Like I said, we don't, we don't have to beat that to death. I just thought it odd. You look at two teams who you think are among the two best in that conference that you know are really unsettled at that position. And you have, you've actually made me feel better about it. Maybe it is that way. I do remember Barrasso and Reggett. Reggett gave up two goals. He was out in Barrasso coming. That's just yeah, what they did. No problem. You know, and I find it interesting also the looking at the remaining schedule. You, you know, the Penguins have four games with Carolina in the last, what is this, the last four weeks of the season. Um, they have four games with Carolina, three games with the Rangers, and yet only one with the Caps, which I guess is okay yeah. when you get, get, get You're right down to You're a Penguin fan, it. you'd rather play Carolina and the Rangers and the Caps seven times. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's interesting. And they also have – Ottawa and Chicago and the and New Jersey. That helps. But 
It could help, but it, well, you know, we yeah, thought the Ducks and the Kings would help too. Yeah. But you yeah, know, let's get these lines to mesh. I hope. I hope they they didn't over tinker as a Penguin fan. Admittedly, if you guys haven't been able to tell, we're Penguin fans. Here, yeah, so I they, mean, we're from the Pittsburgh area. But I I just wanted to hit one thing before we bounce off of hockey. I was looking through the standings, and it's interesting, and, and because it's interesting because of the team in the East, you have. The biggest goal differential is is Boston in the East at fifty one. Okay. Okay. Tampa's forty seven. We of course we know they're high powered and so forth. And you look at Ottawa, you know, terrible team. They're minus forty six. That's probably not good. That's not good. Let's go to not the, a statistician. No, let's but... go to the West. Okay, and you have the the biggest. Um, Goal differential in the Central is Colorado at 49 by quite a big margin. 20 goals over St. Louis, and no one else is even close. And then there's um, minus 42 by the Kings, who are in last place. So, I mean, you're going from, what, 50 at, at a real extreme with Boston down in, the, in the minus 40s with the teams. Now we go to one other team I forgot to mention in the East. The Detroit Red Wings. Red, red Wings. The it's Wed like similarly. <laughs> similarly, the Red Wings. This is hockey time, ladies and gentlemen. They are 15-47-5 with a goal differential of minus 120. Ooh. That is gruesome. How did a team like this ever yeah deservedly so how did a team like this ever get in this type of shape and the nhl's better when the detroit red red now you get down you're in your head now the The, detroit red wings are good they're they're a stalwart franchise this shouldn't be allowed to happen and i see and and there's such parody in hockey how how does this happen and they have been down for years now and but at fifteen forty seven and five through sixty seven games, minus a hundred and twenty goals. That's absurd. I mean that is absurd. Yeah. I mean you don't see a minus one hundred and twenty points in the NFL sometimes. No. goals. Yeah, that's that's stunning. That it, number it minus is minus one twenty. I thought I was looking at it wrong yeah. when I was going. I'm through seeing the it here because <laughs> I thought you were full of it, and I was yeah. going to call you out. And I'm seeing it here yeah. too. It's true. It's awful. They have scored 135 goals, and they've given up 255. That is just outrageous. Detroit. Look, you had the Lions. <laughs> you know, rough. I going. mean, the Detroit. Tigers the terrible. Tigers are down. I mean, you always had the wings to lean on. Yeah, this is gruesome. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know, let's let's give Detroit something. Oh, jeez, <laughs> that, that's just pathetic. It is pathetic. Rick, Rick says that so often. We have it in the board here. That might be the first time we've played it here on Twelve Ounce Sports. All right, Rick, we've only got about five minutes left. Just some uh, unbelievable, qu- some quick hitter topics here. Looks like the Bengals heading back to football, going to franchise a- AJ Green, which makes all the sense in the world, except for the fact that he's missed twenty three of their last twenty four games. If he's healthy, you're going to bring in Joe Burrow. You want a guy like AJ Green. I just wonder. I've kind of gotten the vibe AJ Green doesn't necessarily want to be there anymore. Do you want a AJ Green with an with that injury risk hanging over his head, kind of being the mentor to your rookie quarterback? If it's me, no, certainly not. Uh, I, AJ Green has had so many problems with his feet, 
especially ankle and so forth. And, yeah, I'm with you. I don't even know if he wants to play in Cincinnati. He has to know that that clock is ticking and his time is running short, and he would probably just love to be anywhere Anywhere else. else. You know, it's that weird – situation we we saw it down in Jacksonville today where uh Yannick Ngakwe did you see all that so he tweets out it, I don't know it, I'm making up the ties I remember he tweets out at noon to the Jacksonville fans hey I've decided I don't want to work a long-term deal with Jacksonville I want to go try it somewhere else you've been great fans thank you I appreciate it 45 minutes later, news come, is tweeted out of Jacksonville that the Jaguars plan to franchise tag Mr. Nkukwe <laughs> and basically say, you ain't going anywhere. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, if he went to the level of saying, look, I'm not even negotiating with him, I'm ready to move on, and they say, right. no, no, they give him the Dikembe Mutombo, the <laughs> yeah, finger new, whack. New, new. That can't be a good situation on what's already an unstable franchise, don't oh. you think? Yeah, and when you have attitudes like that, all you are doing is pouring more and more toxicity into yeah. your locker room. It, it, I just don't have – do you know that defense that dragged Blake Bortles almost to yeah. the Super Bowl yeah. with them? Yeah. There are th- Kicking and screaming the whole <laughs> <Yeah>. way. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to give it away. There are three players from that defense left on Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. And – the offense is yeah, – they were, what, Midland last year, I guess, with Fournette. And, and I li- really liked what I saw with Chark. I mean, the offense, I guess, is going to be mediocre. Yeah, yeah. But the defense has really crumbled away. There, there's no positivity in that franchise whatsoever. They're playing in London half the time. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You got this guy who gives you peace out. Yeah, say, no, see no, ya. No, sorry, you can't go. We're going <laughs> to hold you against your will here. So, And last thing, Rick, here, I, I want to start. I'm going to get some uh, some sounders for this. This is going to be a weekly segment, you know, calling out stupid people all over, both the sports world or the world in general. I just have to uh, – there's not much discussion to have about it. But anybody who saw Garth Brooks in that Barry Sanders jersey <laughs> at his Detroit concert and started crushing him, all the Garth Brooks fans from down in the South crushing him for obviously being a Bernie Sanders supporter wearing, you know, the pewter Bernie Sanders football jersey in his concert. You all ought to be quarantined, have your voter ID cards taken away, and put on an island somewhere. What What is wrong with people? First of all, even if it was a Bernie Sanders jersey, does that make friends in low places? Does that make Thunder Rolls worse songs because of who this man wants to vote for? And second of all, you're an idiot if you think Bernie Sanders has a football jersey and Garth Brooks is wearing it on stage. You all ought to be killed. It's simple as that. That might be over the t- – no, it's not. They all ought to be killed. Anyone that – yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be allowed to vote. Uh, I'm sorry. You shouldn't that, be allowed to breathe, that, certainly. That is just awful. <laughs> Can you imagine? It, it is. It's, it's just awful. And I, I don't know how – yeah, yeah, maybe I don't have any idea. I mean, good Lord. I mean, what if, so, what if somebody else is wearing a, a Deion Sanders jersey oh, but with a different number on it? They'd, oh, my God, now what? 
They'd have really been confused. So what? Deion Sanders was 21. So, yeah. oh, my God, you're, yeah. you're saying that Bernie Sanders should have to run again yeah. in 2021? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or, or, Collusion! Or, or Trump's going to win. You're, you're you both, are fake news. He's going to win in 2020, and then we're going to impeach him, and then we're going to elect Bernie Sanders in 2021 because he's in this Falcons jersey. <laughs> what were you talking yeah. about? What's wrong with you? I think, I think it was uh, – Butter McPutter pants. Fatty McButter pants. <laughs> Get it right. It hey, did you know that there was a there was this uh, person arrested last week when she repeatedly called nine one one to complain that her parents had cut off her cell phone for her service. <laughs> That's poor, something my daughter would. Do. Poor kid. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it was Stark County, Ohio, and um, they had to. Oh no, we're almost over there. You don't worry about it. I'm I'm right there. Twenty five hundred dollar bond, you know, for calling about getting her misusing it. She's thirty six years old. <laughs> God bless America. She was probably really. Mommy mad and Daddy at- cut off my cell phone service. I'm thirty six, and I need you to come over here and fix this. She was probably furious with Garth Brooks wearing that Bernie Sanders jersey yeah. as well. All right, we are right up against it. Thanks so much for joining us. Check out everything over at Twelve Ounce Sports at Twelve Ounce Sports Network Of course, follow your boys at Asylum Football. It's just sports one two three at gmail.com if you want to be part of the conversation. Until next time, we'll see you. Take care.